takes more than giving a thumbs down on a user story to be a great engineer. This is episode 284 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show where we answer your non-technical questions about the technical field of software development. And also this intro was generated by machine learning, which is why it is vaguely nonsensical, but also sort of sensical. It's it's pretty sensical, I'd say. It's pretty good. It kind of, it made me think about, so you can kind of snidely deny someone's pull request by giving them a thumbs down, but just move that ahead earlier in the development cycle to now yeah. doing that to a, to a story someone writes. Well, I, I think this is just the machine knowing that human beings are always trying to push all development activity to the left. Ah, what would the name for this be? For the for what for the action of pushing something to the left? Project management ops or something like that. <laughs> how, how do we add the word ops to this? Because I feel like that's usually what pushing stuff to the left turns into when when you name it. Right. Oh yeah. Compliance ops. Right. That's when you add an automated scanner that's always wrong to some build pipeline. Right. <laughs> I think it would be called checkbox ops. Checkbox ops. That's check compliance. Ops. Check ops. Which. Also kind of sounds like checks, the cereal, which brings me happy memories. So I like it. I was thinking of Chekhov from the original Star Trek. Oh, is that that's not the Chekhov from Chekhov's gun, right? Oh, I, I don't think so. I think that's a playwright, and I'm pretty sure the that's not a Star Trek human. No, it's not. And once again we have uh now revealed the glaring amount of daylight between my cultural <laughs> levels and Jameson's <laughs> cultural levels. <laughs> <laughs> so bright that gap is just like streaming in sunlight i can barely see i'm squinting yes but i feel more cultured because because my Chekhov is from performing arts that that don't have latex costumes on yeah now just just to be clear this was nothing more than me saying how much more cultured you are than i am <laughs> oh, okay got it <laughs> i agree okay <laughs> let's, let's keep going do you want to thank okay. our patrons dave i do We've got weekly shout-outs for Andrew Pollock, the Yeet Your Job podcast, Avery Sturzy, <laughs> Ian Walter, Aaron Arun Duna, Kashokton, Ohio, Cameron Hall, Ira Chan, the Monkey Face Emoji, Jonathan King, testingisdocumenting.org, FizzBuzz Influencer, Oladapo Fadiyi, Garen Svainson, Will Angel, Ragnar Hardison, Nick Hathaway, Travis Anders, Dennis Bogdanov, Braden Keynes, John Grant, I Bought Winrar, Nick Kantar, and Philip Jambasil. If you'd like to join this illustrious crew or just join our Slack community where you can talk and see machine learning generated podcast intros go to softskills.audio and click the support us on patreon button and you can support the or not support <laughs> well you can support the podcast but you can also join the hundreds and hundreds of people who have joined this really awesome community there's a holiday party next week happening in the soft skillets community you can join them by contributing any dollar amount greater than zero but strictly greater than not equal to zero and we'll send you a slack invite the first week of every month the holiday party will have already happened by the time you get your Slack invite, though. That is true. You will, Sadly, you will miss the holiday party. I just want to be party. clear. Right. So the FOMO, yes. the this whole purpose of this little monologue was to build FOMO so that you'll quickly rush and click that button. So 2022's holiday party. That's right. You <laughs> you'll be there this out. time. <laughs> All right. Should I read our first question? Go for it. This is from an anonymous listener who says, I started working at a new company last month. I'm just under senior level. And then they write out the levels one, two, three, senior. And I am working on a project with someone slightly more junior who started there a few months earlier to help them complete the project on time. 
Despite my best efforts, I can't get on the same page with them. They ignore half my suggestions, don't give me straight answers to my questions, take forever to review pull requests, and are making very little progress each day without reaching out for help. I'm not certain what to do, but I'm worried I'll leave a bad impression with my new manager, who's actually pretty reasonable. I'm just paranoid. By missing the <laughs> deadline, which is in checks my watch one week. <laughs> so it's too late now. That's what I'm gathering. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty sure this is more than one week old. Any suggestions? Should I quit my job? Leave that option off the table for now. Okay. So you started just a month ago and your manager immediately paired you up to help another developer who started a few months ago to get a project done. Did I read that right? I think so. Yeah. So you're both pretty new. Someone slightly more junior started there a few months earlier. I'm going to assume you were just paired up on a project, and it's not its not that you were brought in to help this struggling developer finish the project on time, but rather it's just assigned to both of you to get done. Does that seem right? I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Motion passed. <laughs> okay. When I was reading out these levels, do you ever remember something embarrassing that you have done in the past? Wait, have you ever done anything embarrassing? Let me start there. Because uh, I am talking nope. to Dave Smith. So, okay. More, yes. Okay. So I I am winning in culture. You are winning in life. (laughs) Well, if if you can imagine yourself as the kind of person who ever does anything embarrassing. That sounds theoretically possible. Yeah. Talking to someone (laughs) the other day at work, and we were talking about senior developers, and I said, a senior developer? Like, Spanish... And not on purpose, like some kind of clever, cool joke. Just, you know how I say the wrong words all the time on this podcast? That happens in not podcast life too. Yeah. So I have nothing to go on from there, just like I didn't when I said senior instead of senior in this very serious work conversation with someone. Okay. And and this, just the one, two, three senior made you think of that? Yeah, just one, two, three, senior. Senor. (laughs) Yeah. Signore. It was Italian, right? Uh, that's true. I guess it could be a bunch of stuff. Yeah, one of those romance languages. Wait. Yes. Those are romance languages, right? They are. Nailed it. Okay. Yes. One of the romance languages. Okay. Yeah. See, you're you're just as cultured as I am. Okay. Because I knew the word romance. romance languages are. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> advice dispensed. I, I can see the dilemma here because one solution could be like, go tattletale. Go complain to your manager. Yeah. Oh, this other person is bad. They're doing bad work and they're ruining everything and that is one potential option, but it also feels kind of bad, especially if you're mm-hmm. the more senior person in the <laughs> partnership. Yes. yes. You, you might feel like you have some kind of responsibility to help mentor this person. And probably I'm trying to think of a f- phrase to describe this. All I can think of is this holes in my brain that's the summary of of most of the stuff i say (laughs) holes in my brain brain. all i can think of is there's this phrase in portuguese that's says basically to to burn someone's film that's when you like i don't know tell on someone or or spread bad news about someone else you're trying to figure out how to do this without burning their film okay this is amazing just first of all i want to say this is the second time i think on this podcast you've mentioned this reference to a portuguese figure speech and secondly are you just like humble bragging about how your culture actually expands to multiple languages and nationalities? Like it's not just, I mean, we've already referenced Russian literature, (laughs) Brazilian figures Um, of speech. If all of those together covered one normal person's understanding of their own culture, I feel like I could brag about it, but it's more (laughs) like I just have gaping 
just voids in my in my head and then some tiny part of them are filled with random facts from the world from from the world that's outside of most people's sphere so you're yes, like but i don't know who Chekhov is from star trek or right. i call my daughter my mother-in-law's name sometime or <laughs> pretty regularly several times a day i'll be trying to tell my daughter hey come eat this food and I'll say, come eat this, and then a word that isn't anything edible. This happens all the time. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about maybe she needs to get her jacket on next, and so I tell her, come eat this jacket, and <laughs> she thinks it's hilarious. And she's like, my dad is so dumb. And you're like, oh, yeah? Well, I know what Chekhov's knife is. is that- <laughs> <laughs> Who's dumb now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're still dumb. Yeah. I am. I accept it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, so you don't, don't want to burn, burn their, their film. film. <laughs> yes, exactly. Got it. Perfect. Okay. And burning their film means basically embarrassing them. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna kind of ruin their reputations. It's sort of like tattle on them, kind of. Yeah, like you don't want to throw them. I think maybe throwing them under throw the them bus. Throw them under the bus. There you yeah, go. Yeah, kind is that, of. Is that the American version it's of that? It's sort of like that, but it's more like. Yeah, it's it's sort of like tattle slash throw under the bus. Okay. Hence why I need to use this this Portuguese phrase. Right, because, because obviously... I can't say tattle slash throw under the bus, because that, that's... Yeah, um, English, American English roll off is... the tongue like a 20-minute long explanation of how my brain doesn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. So, so I'm thinking about what's the ideal outcome here? The ideal outcome is you and this other developer just started within the last few months of this company. Your manager gives you a project. You both work together so in just such perfect harmony. You finish each other's sandwiches. And then the end of the project, you deliver on time, <laughs> under budget. You wow the customer. And then you both just kind of hold hands, stand in front of the audience. And then you take this parallel bow where you, know, you both bow, but you're still holding hands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like end of a play. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The, the two leads of this amazing production. And that's just not going to happen here. <laughs> you know? Unless they listen very carefully to what Dave is about to say <laughs> next. Well, I was just about to go... <laughs> I was just about to describe how you can make sure that this project's failure is not your fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> just you kidding. You will take the, just... the solitary bow. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, or the, it's more like your coworker will get booed very loudly. Yes. And then you'll just kind of wave and... No, no reaction right but by comparison it'll look great right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> it, it sounds to me like we have an engagement problem with this other person i mean it's one thing to ignore your suggestions and then deliver anyway but it's another thing to ignore my suggestions avoid my questions not review my pull requests make no progress you know that's a totally different story it, it, i've worked with people who ignore my suggestions but who get a lot of stuff done anyway they're great you know i don't actually care if you follow my suggestions if you're super productive but if you also don't get anything done we have a problem and and boy i think that's what's happening here is we have somebody who is either incapable or unwilling to do this job for any number of reasons you think this is a a work from home not actually do the work type of thing i I was just thinking yes for any number of reasons including they have another job (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's an astute observation that they seem pretty disengaged. Mm-hmm. One thing you could do is talk about y- your manager would rather know earlier that 
there are potential risks to the project than later. That's a pretty general principle that talking about it earlier is usually better. Agree. So if you feel like there is a, a risk to the project delivering on time, you can just bring it up to your manager to give them a heads up and, and say, hey, we're having some problems with the project. It's not going to, I'm worried we're not going to hit our deadline. Mm -hmm. And if you keep it focused on the project, I feel like it's pretty reasonable to be able to say, I don't know, we're not collaborating well. We, we have these long cycle times to review pull requests and get them merged in and, and talk about the behaviors that your coworker is engaging in without saying, hey, manager, my coworker's being bad. Right. You're trying to let them know, hey, there's this risk to the project. Here's why. And, and maybe they can do something to resolve it. I totally agree. Failing projects are bad, but th there's something that's much worse, which is a surprised failing project. <laughs> a like, project oh. you thought was fine until the due date. Right. And then it's like, oh, suddenly this green status indicator turned red on the very last day. Huh. You know, I, w I would, in this case, I would approach my manager and talk about my coworker, but the way that I frame this conversation would be very different from, hey, my coworker's not pulling my pulling their weight. Instead, <laughs> my coworker's not pulling my weight as right. well. <laughs> right. That'd be a bad conversation. That'd be hilarious. I just I want <laughs> to be disengaged and not do this work, but my coworker is just not stepping up and doing all my work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they're saying about you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Little did you know there's been a bunch of conversations happening about how bad you are. Yeah. Oh, boy. I think most engineers wouldn't do that, but that yeah, sure yeah. would suck. Anyway, no, here's how I would approach that conversation with my manager. I would say, hey, I want to help this project be successful. So state that. Just lay that out as number one. I want this project to be successful. There are some headwinds right now that I am trying to overcome, but I need mm. your help in coaching me on how I can best overcome them. And then the manager will be like, oh, I am really good at coaching. I love coaching. Tell me what these headwinds are. And then you list out some very specific examples. Maybe just pick the three most poignant examples of what this person has done to put this project at risk and say, th you know, whatever they are. You know, example one, this developer took seven days to review my pull request for this one example. Or example two, he had the simple task or, you know, that they have the simple task that I would expect to take a day, but they're four days into it. And then say, if this trend continues, I fear we're going to ship uh, late. Help me, you know, help me, help give me some ideas. Maybe you know some things I don't know. Help give me some ideas to make this project successful. And you will accomplish two, maybe two or three things with this conversation. The first one is you will make your manager aware that this project is at risk without telling them this project is at risk, which is great. <laughs> Number two, you will also make your manager aware that your peer is not pulling their weight without telling them my peer is not pulling their weight. And number three, your manager will now actually be a partner with you in helping solve this problem instead of being your adversary who you're going to have to report to when this thing fails. I like it. Would you talk to your coworker about it first? I probably would, yeah. I mean, I think in this case, you could sit down with them and have a heart-to-heart -heart and, and share those exact same examples and say, I have an expectation for these things to go faster and for us to work better, but that expectation isn't really being met right now. Why do you think that is? See what they say. Yeah. In fact, that's a, that's a really good idea, Jameson, because I think it could very well be that there's something serious in this person's life that you need to be aware of that's going to make yes. them unproductive. Like maybe they just got a really serious illness, death in the family or any number of things that they aren't, they haven't told you about. Yeah. It's also possible that they have other 
at their same job work commitments. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much you collaborate together with this person, but there could be, this could be one of five projects they're working on all at the same time or something. Maybe they're in a bad spot because they've been asked to do too many things, or maybe they don't know the technology. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's, there might be ways to solve this between the two of you, which would go over better with the coworker than them finding out that you told their, your manager that they're not carrying their weight. Without yeah. saying the magic words, using using fancy business words that mean my coworker is not carrying their weight. Right, I agree with that. It I turns think out they really will smart. not they will not care that you said they're a headwind instead of they're not working very hard. That won't make them <laughs> yeah. feel better. I called you a headwind. <laughs> Come on, why are you so mad? Wind powers the the turbines. It it yeah. generates electricity. This is a renewable energy source. Yeah. <laughs> If there's a headwind, it makes you stronger because you have to push yourself against it. That's right. I just want to say thank you for making me stronger. Yeah. <laughs> Any suggestions? Should I quit my job? Yeah. I think all that makes sense. We gave good suggestions. Good luck. I declare. Yeah. Good luck with the time machine you will need to take them in the past. But please yes. tell us how it worked out. Yeah. I'd love to hear about it. Okay. So next, uh, question? next question. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I accept your command to read the next question. Okay. This comes from an anonymous listener who says, I hate my current job and cannot see myself working here for more than a few months. Is it better to find a new job before quitting? If I quit tomorrow with no offers from other companies, how does this affect salary negotiation for a new job while I'm currently unemployed? Finance-wise, I'm stable enough to not be working for months to a year, but I am worried about not having current employment putting me at a disadvantage in my job search. Not working would definitely free up my time and energy, which is being steadily drained each day, to prepare for interviews. I recently got a raise and promotion to a senior role, too. Does quitting shortly after look bad on a resume? I could coast for the next few months in my current job while I search for a new one, but I feel like this would be in bad faith. It takes a long time to actually fire someone at my company for performance, even if I barely do any work. <laughs> Thanks for reading my question. Love the show. Huh. So many things here. I have a hard time coasting along for months while I actively search for a job. I can coast for months if I just really don't like my job, but it feels somehow unethical as soon as I say, I'm not, not working very hard because I'm sad. I'm not working very hard because I need this time to go look for a different job. Ah. There's this divide in my, in my brain where that's wrong, but the other one is okay. So you're saying not giving your employer their money's worth is okay as long as you're just sad. Yeah, as long as I'm doing nothing with it. If I'm okay. if I'm not giving them their money's worth in order to then get a different job, that's wrong. If I'm not giving them their money's worth in order to get really good at Escape from Tarkov, then that's fine. <laughs> and basically, I'm a professional video gamer at that point. I'm glad you have a moral compass. It's good. Yes. Do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> like, if you just don't do your job and play video games instead. <laughs> you'll never work a day in your life while drawing a paycheck. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting take on that phrase. I like it. Yeah. I recently got a raise in a promotion to a senior role, too. So here is a thing I've seen people do that I don't think is right, but also I have no way of proving that they do it. Okay. Some people will update their LinkedIn when they get a promotion mm -hmm. to look like their entire time at that company was at that level. So maybe uh, yes. they moved through like several, I don't know, fr from mid-level to staff engineer at one company. They'll just say staff engineer at this company for right. five years. Right. Even though it was only six months at that, it was with that title. Yeah. So 
I think that's bad. I think it also is probably better to show progression growth at a at a role. Yeah. But if you want to be slimy, you could do that. I don't think it would look bad to say I became a senior developer and then I don't think it would be a be a negative sign to show that you got promoted and then got a different job later on. I don't know. Nothing matters right now, right? You can do whatever you want. You could you could write Ugh, like yeah. brought the company down from within by my bad attitude. <laughs> And then, like, get 10 job offers if you do well in the interview because of the frothy developer market. It is such a weird time. Such a weird time. Yeah. So so I think it'd be fine to say, no, it would not look bad. Everyone's quitting. It's fine. If I quit tomorrow with no other offers, how does this affect salary negotiation? So if you update your resume to include an end date, then the company could potentially know that you do not have an income right now. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is just as compelling a negotiating position as being employed somewhere. Yeah. Because to me, when I see that, it makes me think, oh, they don't really need this job. Like they don't right. have a job right now. Depending on the terms that they left with, like if they were laid yeah, that's off, true. it's a very yeah. different story than I just left because I don't need this job right now. Yeah. And, and then the alternative you are competing with, if you're trying to hire this person is like, yeah, be, be a non-professional, be an amateur video game player. Sit on your couch and don't get paid to play <laughs> video right. games. But... I'm just an amateur because I'm not employed right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, like they have a pretty strong alternative to to offers you're giving them if they have financial stability right. in order to not work. So I think it won't affect your salary negotiation. Except the, the, the negotiation isn't exactly apples to apples in that situation because what you're negotiating against as the employer here is the opportunity cost of spending all day playing video games. It's like, man, is it worth it working at this company for that salary to yeah. not play video games all day long? Exactly. It's a strong it's a strong negotiating position. It is. Not needing to say yes is always the strongest <laughs> negotiating position. If you don't really need the thing that someone is offering you then Yeah, absolutely. May, may I add though that I think there is a much stronger negotiating position than any of these things, which is a competing offer. I think in today's market, your current pay at your current employer is likely quite a bit lower than the market is willing to offer you just because there has been such an increase over the last 12 to 18 months in general salary that people are willing to pay. And what I have found being on the other side of this table is that your current salary is almost irrelevant. But as soon as you show up with a competing offer that's higher than the one I made, it's like, oh, that's that's a very compelling data point because it's like, look, I am going to take this other offer unless you beat it. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, how much do I want you? So, I mean, to me, whether you're currently employed or not is is much less relevant than whether you have another offer in hand. That's a good point that talking about your current employment only matters in salary negotiation if you tell them how much you make. Right. If you avoid saying, here's how much I make right now and just say, here's the range I'm looking for, then that's a stronger position because you're not anchoring yourself, assuming that what you're looking for is higher than what you make right now. But yeah, I agree that even stronger than that is, and here's how much someone else will give me if you do not make me a good enough offer. Not just like, here's what I want. Here's here's what I will get from someone else. Yeah, like, and it's in writing. They've already offered it to me. So. And you're tapping into their FOMO. Exactly. And you totally are because it's a very different position to be on the other side of that table as a, as a manager making an offer to say, okay, you have no offers and you're just considering mine as opposed to you have two other offers for X amount and you're considering mine. 
Yeah. And and it's possible that the company you are <clears throat> you're applying to will not be able to match or beat other offers, but almost certainly they have some room to go up. Job offers are kind of like a it's it's like a multi-dimensional space of you're trying to optimize for pay and opportunity and and work hours and technology and culture and all these different things and each job falls in a different point in that space but if you have other jobs that pay that fall higher in the money space you can pull up some other jobs i'm i'm gesturing wildly with my hands and it's not making any sense yeah <laughs> yeah so so say you're interviewing at a tiny startup okay. and google right and then google gives you some offer it's for many dollars lots of rsus the startup will not give you the same amount of money yeah or even the same amount of dollar value in stock options at right. whatever their current valuation is but yeah that's true they still can go up from whatever they offered you probably usually yeah usually yeah so do that thing so so i think in years past if this question had come to us we would have said no you should go line up a new job before you quit your old one but i think today given what the market is looking like and how much you hate this job i think you'd probably <laughs> be fine and your financial situation being what it is that you've got enough money to take care of yourself for a while i think it'd be fine to quit and i don't think it's going to hurt your next salary at all one other thing you can do i don't know how you pitch this to the company as worth it for you but one way you can make up for the lost income of not working is to try and go after a signing bonus mm -hmm. that's true i don't know how you again usually that's something the company gives you to motivate you to take the offer well that's that's a that's another good reason to show up with multiple competing offers. So you go through the process with one company, get an offer, go through it with another company, get an offer. Now you've got two, you can play off each other, and that's normal. And then if you want a tiebreaker, you can just say, "Look, I would I'm looking for a 10k signing bonus to put one over the other." And and by the way, signing bonuses are usually an easier pill for companies to swallow than a base salary increase because it's a one-time cost and not an annual recurring cost. Okay. I think we gave advice. There was some given. I can confirm. Good news. It's the best time to be looking for a job. As a yeah, developer. it really is. It's wild out there. Well, have we answered this question? Yes, we have. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. What can people do if they want their own questions answered? Go over to softskills.audio and click the Ask a Question button where we've got a convenient little form that you can fill out with as much or as little information as you like. And as always, we have to say thank you to everyone who has submitted questions. There are more questions than two mortal human beings could answer in one lifetime, but we will attempt to do so anyway. Good thing one of us is Dave Smith. <laughs> the limits do not apply. Good, good thing one of us All has right. culture from every nation. <laughs> okay, we will catch you next week. See ya.